0: What's up, everybody? I am K Marie. I am Lou. I'm Mary, and we are Murphed in the Midwest. All right, so we are in our recap with K, Lou, and Mary. Gang, gang. Hey, y'all. And last week's episode, we talked about the Castro captives. My God, And um, how they were able to escape and that they did survive and that they are all now doing things.
1: That are in the line of helping people who yep. have experienced some form of trauma in that
0: way. Yep, getting the word out about missing persons and in that nature. It was the though. Um, making, I believe it was Michelle Knight, every time she got pregnant, making her miscarry.
1: He, um, he, listen, a special place in hell is reserved for him. Um. Nah, the devil ain't even on him. No, I'll send it back. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a place worse than here? I feel like when... We talk about these cases too. A lot of times, you know, this is a, what, maybe an hour long. So it kind of really glosses over what actually happened. But when you really think about, like, how long they were kept, Mm -hmm. a full baby was six years old at the time, right, Mm -hmm. when they were able to escape. That is like a lifetime almost of trauma, abuse, um, fear and all these things and to really think of how he captured them like just on the guy using zone.
0: the trust that they had right because this is
1: my this is my girl's dad mm-hmm. he gonna give me a ride
0: he was a creep so imagine your friend is like hey girl i'm having a barbecue come over to the barbecue Ooh, like come on. on we got we're gonna Aww put we gonna day. put some uh some chicken on the grill we're gonna put some burgers we got we got the brats the hot dogs for y'all that nice. eat nasty hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> um we got everything come on over so you like cool i'm gonna come over and you you didn't been at people's houses and you taste something you like this tastes funny Maybe. this tastes funny this and so like you know people eating these burgers and they like i mean it's a burger baby Maybe, maybe they just didn't beef. season it right, <laughs> or maybe it's like venison. Maybe they got fish, you know you a different fancy shirt. I'd be like, man, I just knew they couldn't season their food. Like, because what is this? What is this? Why taste like that? Then time passes, mm-hmm. and you find out that this friend is being arrested for killing their past lovers. Chopping up they body parts, Honey, and my nigga, you been on. eating feet. You went oh.
1: been... <laughs> Someone
0: help us. The sausage that you had, it was not sausage. It was sausage. It was sausage. All right, <clears throat> it wasn't the right <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm sorry. I would have to fight. Like I gotta go find you. If you in jail, I'm gonna have to do something. Put myself in jail real quick. To go no, kick your I'm going to jail. your shit. Because you will never, you will never. You don't want a burger? No. You should see the look she gives me. If looks could kill. Because I. Because I came over here to get a burger. Like a, Ooh, I'm thinking look, beef. You maybe know, turkey you know I mean? if you want to try she that.
1: Thought was she was gonna play some cornhole? She thought that she was gonna have a lovely little barbecue meal, you know, with a nice little gourmet bun or something, and they was gonna shoot the shit. And then it was gonna be a day. But what she got was strange
0: meat. (laughs) Strange meat. You you can't eat at everybody's house. (laughs) That is the definition of you can't eat everybody's food. I don't want to eat at nobody's house. No, no, no. You know, I'm good. Potluck? No, thank you. No, I'm
1: okay. No, thank you. Where did that meat come from? I need to see the receipts. I need to see videos. I need to see,
0: yeah, yeah. I like, matter of fact, I'll bring me. the meat. Well, show us the tutorial <laughs> since you know everybody. <laughs> <lady. laughs> I, I will bring the meat and then you could just throw it on the grill. How about that? Don't you worry about the meat up.
1: Okay, so today's story we are going to be talking about Kelly Cochran, aka the Devil Woman, mm. Jason Cochran, her husband, and Victim and chris regan her love ex-lover and victim mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so to begin let's get the background on this crazy husband. so <laughs> kelly cochran if you're listening we're talking about you crazy okay. Bitch. right mm-hmm. okay so kelly was born um on june 5th 1982 um she was born and raised in Maryville indiana um off of mississippi street Um, In an area that was Maryville up until the 90s, when it was incorporated into the city of Colbert. Growing up, um, she lived pretty close to Jason Cochran.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, And they knew each other, they had similar interests, um, and they both basically had a little bit of a checkered path. Checkered.
0: Yeah. That ain't ain't how they describe (laughs) it. (laughs) that's a nice way of putting it right
1: it is something okay so in her past, um it's not known exactly when she began getting into trouble however um her troubles were vast um she enjoyed using drugs and those drugs were from anything as simple as alcohol and weed all the way up to as heavy as heroin um and she would later um, when she was on the stand for some of the things that she was responsible for, she stated that she was never really a consistent drug user. Mm. It wasn't like she was like a functioning addict. You know how there's some people out here in this world, they can do coke, they can do uh, crack, they can do whatever and they still hold a
0: job and they still
1: function yep. and they still, you know, manage a household, but they functioning
0: just, druggies, druggies. It's the same thing as like, you know, they say functioning alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that so no completely understand
1: yep she said that she would only do heroin a few times a year and that she um when she did it it didn't last but for a couple of months for her and then she would go back to not doing any drugs um but she also would pop
0: pills
1: she did pretty much any kind of drug she could find that was her her mo okay um and When she stated how she used heroin, I did not So I am not a a druggie, I don't even have really an understanding besides seeing people who are addicts, like, oh my God, I don't want to be like that, but like, yeah, I'm going to smoke weed before, a lot. But (laughs) (laughs) however, when it goes to other harder drugs, this girl said that she would snort heroin. Did y'all know you could do that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, whatever. Anyway, I didn't know you could do that. Is heroin what they call dog liquid? I never heard it be called dog food. Oh, my My, bad. Is that meth? Meth?
1: like, hold on. We
0: we over here giving
1: tutorials. No, no, no. No, it's just for people like me who's like, I don't even get it. Because I honestly thought that heroin was something that you injected, so I would assume
0: it's liquid. Yeah, street so name snorted. Street name for heroin is uh, one of them is dog food. Dog. food. Why would they call it dog food? Probably like kibbles. So yeah, heroin in the purest form is actually a white powder. Okay. And so normally, when you see people like shoot it up and stuff like that, is because they've cooked it down. Okay, and then that's how they get into a liquid so they can inject it.
1: Yes. But anyway, this girl was over here snorting heroin, injecting heroin, however she could get it. She was like, yeah, this is my extracurricular activity. Fuck baseball. Let me have some heroin. Okay? Um, now, what I will say from watching her and her interactions with people, um, from her statements and things like that, we do have to accept that she is a bit of a liar. Like she mm. lies all the time
0: what's what's her sign? She was born when? She was born June, June fifth. Oh, she's a Gemini. Oh, they lie like- I don't know. I don't they know have either. like forty seven personalities.
1: I, so oh, you know what? No. I think they just have two sides to them and it depends
0: on how you treat, treat them, them what side you That get. is true. That mm-hmm. is true. I have not excess of Gemini. Like as I say, don't know. speak too bad on Gemini. Nah, no, I don't have a, don't a Gemini, but yes, some of them they do have very flippant personalities. Yeah. So some you. of my good friends
1: are actually gemini My sister's as, a Gemini mm-hmm. too. They are like they are good souls. They are mm-hmm. like
0: the kindest people. my ex-bae he be listening to our podcast. He oh, a oh, Gemini. Hey, hey yeah, <laughs> How you doing? Crazy, but yeah, okay. This Gemini <laughs> that we're talking about today, now nah, she's we're gonna go ahead and uh vote her to be out of the Gemini Club. All those in favor signify by i by aye, yeah. crazy bitch. okay. So okay. she's no longer a Gemini, she no. just born June. 5th. We yeah.
1: denounced her. <laughs> her, anyway. So she just you know, a lot she like like a rug along, the hair whatever you want to call it, and I mean about anything. It went from um, how often. She would um, berate her husband to how often she um, was with her multiple um, people. Her what do you call those? What did Jada call them? Uh, entanglements. How multiple entanglements? <laughs> how many times she was with them? From the stories that she told her mom, because she would write her mom like long letters about her life and stuff, Mm-mm. and she would just lie about everything. She would lie to her mom. She would lie to anybody who would listen. Um. But she basically was growing up, she lived in this rural part of Hobart. Um, well, it was Mirable turned into Hobart. And so her house was on one side, and on the other side, they had like an empty lot um where they raised animals. And um mm-hmm. when she did this, this is kind of where I'm getting she got that hard work ethic it because even though this girl was a drug addict, lying heifer, <laughs> she worked. One thing that could not be said about her was that she didn't work. Oh, she was a hard worker. She was a hard worker. She put in those. She hours. needed to be able to support my, her habit. My habit. But not only that, like the people that worked with her said that she was a good employee. So yeah. she had strong work ethic, even not just to be there to collect the money, but she did her jobs. She was
0: supposed absolutely. To I mean, but, you guys to. Yeah,
1: you got to keep the money
0: going yeah you can't risk losing your job and so you got to be a good employee when you go you know some other things that i found really interesting hmm. she had a degree in psychology Ooh. oh boy, shit.
1: and she had classes like she had did like not a minor she hadn't finished it but it was for sociology mm-hmm. so she understood how to like read. that people. makes sense like
0: later on down the line in her story mm-hmm. when it comes to her um, husband that makes a lot of sense yeah So now let's get to Jason. So Jason was her husband, Jason Cochran.
1: He also was from the Maryville area, which subsequently turned into Hobart. Um, They lived in the same area. They were childhood friends. Um, His childhood is more vague than hers. Whereas you knew that she had a mom, she had a brother, she had some issues, and it was really clear and defined what she was doing, and that she went to juvenile detention, all this shit. With him, there's nothing that said like he was getting in trouble or anything like that there's no explanation as to why this man started using drugs but he did um but anyways their connections were they used drugs together they played video games um and they were friends you know they they were neighborhood childhood friends okay.
0: um
1: as an adult though he was pretty successful actually he had a pool bit business that they built pools maintenance pools Um, and did like hot tubs and stuff. Um, So he had a pretty lucrative living um, and was doing pretty well for himself. Um, And in that adulthood, um, he got injured um, and started using the drugs a little bit more heavily. And- Does it say how, um, how he got injured exactly? It doesn't, but the way that Kelly alluded to when she was talking, was it was from work, like from him working hard. He had a bulging disc and sciatic pain. So hmm. I'm assuming maybe that part of what she was saying was true, and that he hurt himself in that way. Um, but basically, what happened at uh, in their 20s, they got married, um, and both of their families were like kind of excited for it because they thought that them two getting together would kind of help them wean away from like even them out Mm -hmm. stop those bad habits uh maybe get them to straighten up get on the right track and for a while it seemed like that okay Uh, another person who is prominent in this case is walt hammerman walt was actually friends with kelly and jason uh he was actually initially friends with Jason. Hmm. So it was one of those, I'm friends with you, but I guess since you're dating her, I'll be friends with her too. Yep. Okay.
0: Um,
1: He spoke nothing but highly of Jason. He said how um, they enjoyed uh, playing video games together online and how they had interacted. He talked very highly about the business that Jason had started. Mm -hmm. Um, which was the pool company and how he was pretty successful at it he did say that there were dark sides um, that he saw brought out once he was with Kelly when he was with Kelly it was almost like he took more of a backseat in his life he allowed his wife to kind of control some things Mm -hmm. um, and he He so people ain't gonna like hearing that listen the woman controlled things And it wasn't really that it bothered him. He just said it was something that he noticed. But he said his wife, however, when she met Kelly, she never liked her. Oh, that woman's intuition! Oh shit! Now she said, "Now get this." When, which we'll get to, and maybe I'm spoiling a little bit. Spoiler alert! Spoiler! Spoiler alert! alert. When Jason had a, I'm hyphenating here, had a overdose. His wife. First words out of her mouth was Kelly killed him.
0: Oh hey, hey yo. She's out like me. Whenever <laughs> mm. I hear something, i be like, mm.
1: You know, she did it. She did, she did that. That bitch is guilty. <laughs> guilty, put her in jail. <laughs> so she never trusted her. She did not like her. Um, there was just something that was about that. What's vibe. the wife's name? Now, I don't, he never said what his wife says, I'm okay. sure we can look it up, but he is out there. He seemed like a lovely gentleman. Um, his name was Walt Ehrman here, right in this good old local area he seemed stand up guy. But he was definitely involved and in interacting with both of them. So he was someone who, when they were in this area, because they lived in Hobart for um, a while after they were married and had their business and stuff together. He was involved with them both almost on a daily basis, from interacting with them socially, like in public, and also from the video games, phone calls, stuff like that. Just being
0: friends. Mm-hmm. And if y'all not familiar with the uh, Hobart area, Hobart is very small. It mm-hmm. ain't like it's it's like it's a small city, little town, a town, but well, it's, it is a city. It's
1: technically a city. They have a mayor, right? but it does give you a small town it can give you vibe.
0: small town vibes because like literally you can just like sneeze and be right through it but everybody and a mama knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that's how small it is
1: and it's a nice place just giving you some background since we are a midwest
0: podcast
1: gang gang um, Hobart is actually a really nice city. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a really cute downtown mm-hmm. area where you can go, you know, you can do other things besides get murdered. Shout out to El Capitan. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to have you a little coffee, go to Sip House and enjoy your little coffee. Mm-hmm. You can go walk around Lake George. You can go fishing Lake George. Mm-hmm. You can ride the pedal bikes in Lake George. You can actually. In the summertime, they have a really fun festival that happens, mm-hmm. and you can watch um, movies at nighttime once the sun goes down. You can have some tacos, you can have some street corn, all that stuff. They have art, they have all different kinds of music. Like, there's lots of things that happen to help. It's a really nice, diverse, mm-hmm. city, diverse city. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are people like this is a girl who's running around, so just watch out for them. Yeah. People that might get you who mm-hmm. make pets with their husbands about killer folks. Mm-hmm. crazy. Look,
0: cuckoo.
1: So that is Wall in a nutshell. He was really just a good friend of the family. Um, And even when there were things that were strange, he never did really separate from his friend, which is really cool. Because sometimes people be like, nah, I ain't feeling her. So now I'm not going to talk to you. So he did stick with his friend, even though his friend had a crazy wife. And his friend did some crazy stuff too.
0: That's my friend and I'm going to stick beside him. Okay. Hey, so we have Christopher Reagan. Uh, He was age 53. Um, He was a hardworking individual. He managed to establish um, a life for himself. He was employed at a factory in Iron River, Michigan. Um, So his job involved like manufacturing components for naval ships and stuff like that. That's actually pretty cool. That's a cool job. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for supporting our U.S. uh, military services, sir. We appreciate all the work that you did. Exactly. And so he did actually have a loving relationship with his partner, uh, Terry O'Donnell, um, and that was until he met Kelly Cochran through work.
1: Um, Terry was a former um, friend, girlfriend, and, like, again, current girlfriend, but then ex of. On again, off again. On again, off again. Um, So basically they were both from that upper peninsula area of michigan they um lived in this area called iron um,
0: iron hold on it is iron rock Uh, iron river
1: iron river michigan so in the upper peninsula area um they both were from that area Mm -hmm. he had moved away um to another area but then came back she never moved she stayed in her area where she grew up at so they knew each other when they were young were dating and then of course he moved so then the relationship changed and when he came back they got reconnected um and she spoke about how much fun how kind he was very a a very generous uh man very loving and how he made her feel which of course is when we know how that can be when someone is in your corner it makes you feel amazing like you can't even stop saying enough of the good stuff about them because really at the end of the day it's not like you want a million things you want someone who is a partner mm-hmm. who is interested mm-hmm. in the things that you're interested in and um, someone who really is like emotionally connected to you yeah so he makes you her... feel
0: like you're a priority
1: yeah he made her feel all of that stuff so that was like her boo um but it did get to a point in their relationship this second time around where she was just like um uh, this is not going to work for me and it was after he had divulged to her that he really had this kind of addiction to porn mm-hmm. uh, now i mean to each his own everybody has their limits of the things that they can and cannot take and for her it was just she just thought it was it was not for her yeah mm-hmm. and so with that she didn't completely remove herself from him they still remained friends but it was
0: just like i can't be with you in that romantic aspect mm-hmm.
1: um so they still talked every day they text message they let each other know like what they were doing where they were going what was expected and chris had um some really exciting things happening so he had um like hurt himself hurt his knee and mm-hmm. it was becoming harder for him to do that work that you were talking about that um what was that the The, uh the shipyard
0: work manufacturing companies yeah Mm -hmm. and
1: so he had actually gotten an offer to do an office job but it was in North Carolina so he was super excited about it he asked Terry to help him like pack up and move and or pack up his things, like you know his stuff from his apartment um and she was like of course I'll, I'll help you or whatever and Literally, the only thing that he was waiting on was he had to get like this physical to clear him to be able to go. That's all that the job required. Like okay. he had the job and had to get the physical. So that was like the last that she had heard from him. Oh, but you know what? Okay, so sidebar. There are so many things that kind of cover this story. And I really enjoyed the docu-series they had, and Terry was on it giving her. Perspective mm. of him, and she actually knew Kelly. Oh, wow! And she was just talking about how things progressed and happened. So, we can get to that later. But she
0: was really interesting to watch, right? Okay, so, yeah, so basically, Kelly and Christopher they did develop a sexual relationship, um, and they kept it a secret from both of their partners, and that was until October 14th, 2014 um it was on this day that christopher decided he wanted to stay with terry and Mm -hmm. end his affair um and so we can imagine that kelly didn't take this news the best well you know what she said kelly said
1: kelly's rendition because i told y'all she lied (laughs) a lot her rendition of the facts and things that happened she said that he did not call it off with her that he was moving to North Carolina Mm. and that he asked her to come with him and that Terry was basically no longer in the picture. Now, what Terry says is that she was no longer dating him, but she was fully in the picture because they talked every day, which phone records backed up. And also let's say the phone records did show that he didn't have no conversations with Kelly's old crazy ass. <laughs> but okay, Kelly, you got it, girl. He was taking you with him. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. <laughs> and so the there was a point, so Kelly got upset mm-hmm. and um she decided that it was time to tell her husband. And um She's gonna tell them about the affair and they ha- you know, and act upon their little pact that they had.
1: Y'all, do you wanna hear the craziest shit I've ever heard? Of.
0: Now, when we all get
1: like, I mean, I've never been married. I've dated, but I know a lot of people that's been married. And they make make agreements about who's gonna do the laundry, who gonna cook. Yeah. You know, who's gonna be responsible for this? Who, mm-hmm. what are we gonna decide to do with our children? How are we? Where are we going to live? They are make, we
0: going 50 50 or not? Right. Those are the kind of <laughs> packs that most people do. Right. Right.
1: Well, according to Kelly and her marriage, what got them going on their honeymoon mm. was if you ever have an affair, well,
0: then I get to kill your lover. If anybody. I will kill it's your willing... motherfucking ass for cheating on me, first yeah. of all. No no, 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 no. If anybody agrees to going into to committing infidelity with them, then this pact was that they can kill them.
1: Yeah. See, that's the type of shit motherfuckers should not want to be wrapped up in. But the thing is, is like if we really believe her rendition of events which she be lying she be lying but i, I mean maybe I he was like crazy because he was doing heroin with her he yeah was, and that was reported by friends and everything right but if that was what it was then they both was crazy they both were
0: full-blown fucking insane oh yeah that, they took that whole i ain't got no exes to another level you know how people like they anybody that i dated before 21 they don't count. That was just a test, uh, a yeah. trial, and mm-hmm. all that. They was like, no, literally anybody I dated before you, during you, does not exist. They're dead. They did. They did to me. Dead. They're, They're, dead dead to me. Dead. <laughs> They're dead to everybody. <laughs> right. What the hell. And so the next day, um, Christopher, he has planned to spend the night with Cochran. Mm-hmm. Of course, unaware that he that she, she lured is. Him, y'all. She yeah. Lured him of course unaware that she had this conversation with her husband about him um she invited him over and they did have sex uh and while they were having sex um her husband shot him in the head Mm
1: -mm.
0: and so the gunshot was heard by neighbors
1: so i mean i guess just to get into it since we just went there Mm. So what happened was, is she literally lured him over with the enticement of sex. Mm-hmm. And Terry, um, who was the ex-girlfriend, but still very close friend mm-hmm. to Chris, um, she had said that the reason she had broke up with him was because he had this like unnatural addiction to porn. I mean, he had shared it with her, okay. but she said for her, it was too much. Yeah. And she was like, she just, it was, it wasn't right for her.
0: So she didn't even know about the affair. So she, she ended ca- it she with she Knew him.
1: that Kelly was around.
0: She didn't know they were having that affair. Okay. Um, but the reason why she ended it was because of the, the porn one. addiction. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so
1: after she broke up with him, then Kelly fills in this slot, and is basically feeding all those desires that he has. So Kelly mm-hmm. don't give a shit about nothing. That's no. drugs.
0: And she's, of course, the whole psychology part plays into it. Mm -hmm. Of Oh, I'll be this person that he needs me to be. Probably thinking like, oh, there's a way for me to get him to the point where I can manipulate him, blah, 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 blah.
1: And honestly, if you really look at Kelly, most of her relationships were manipulation. They were some form of manipulation from her husband to Chris to these other lovers that we'll get into. But she lures him over to the house um and as you said they were literally in the thralls of being passionate and her husband shoots him in the back of the head so that means she is looking at him hmm. as he is doing this according to Unless... her this is according to oh, her so she was looking at him
0: she said she was looking
1: at him this is according to her this is what she stated but my thing so which we will get into because she does lie a lot this was never said by him jason never admitted to any crime there was nothing that was um defined or put into play that showed he did anything Mm. these could be just things that she said so now let's get into the murder and what actually happened Mm crazy stuff because how did she get this nickname of the devil woman well let us tell you first it begins with in the month of october of 2014 chris regan is missing Mm. and how do we know this we know this because terry o'donnell his on-again off-again girlfriend and long-term friend is looking for him because he had made plans with her to help him pack up his apartment Mm. so he could make this move to north carolina well when she comes by because they had made a date and a time arrangement Mm. he's nowhere to be found well she initially felt like this is weird and strange and off because he's just not that type of person if he makes a plan with her he sticks by it he wouldn't just call her over there. He ain't like some of these dudes who call you over there and then they just off and out. You know, the hey, world. Boo, what you doing? Right, <laughs> and then they want to act like they don't know you had a damn plan.
0: Not bad. I forgot. I was sleep. I was da 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 da. Right. Oh, I got I I got hung up with my friend. I got locked up. I was in jail. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one too. Up. They won't let me and, out. Not choosing pulled up Pink Whitney. We can't wait
1: on it. a podcast, y'all. Listen, already a little lit. And this girl is pulling out a damn travel size shot
0: oh, wow. of vodka.
1: Of pink vodka. Oh, Lord. Up here. So I'm going to say, I'm going to refrain from this for a moment until I get mm-hmm. to some more of the story for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't promise that the whole episode
0: I'm going to be. litty. The <laughs> words start slurring. When Terry gets.
1: To the apartment. She sees that he's not there. Um, like I said before, he wasn't that type of person. So she became nervous. So when she went to work, she actually was talking to her co workers about it. She was like, you know, y'all, something is really strange. Chris asked me to help him pack, get prepared for his move. Mm. I get there, he's not there. They're
0: like, girl, calm down. This it's man ain't a- Y'all ain't even together. Like, what are you worried Why are you about? so worried about him? You still hung up on him, girl. Y'all, let your emotions go,
1: huh? <laughs> Cleanse your aura and get you a new man.
0: <laughs> he ain't shit. <laughs> yup. He likes
1: like the
0: anyway. All he do is beat it off. That pervert. Desk.
1: Right. And this man, you know, in her opinion, he's been good to her. So she's concerned yeah. because she knows him. She knows this character. She knows that he ain't out here just leaving her by the wayside because he's never done it before. So why would he start now? But at
0: this point, she still didn't know that at one point he had an affair.
1: She said that she knew he was dating other women. He didn't know about Kelly. She didn't know that he was messing with Kelly like that. Like he knew who Kelly, she knew who Kelly was.
0: Yeah, but like she doesn't know that while him and Terry, him and her were still together that she he was, was having an affair with, yeah, so was. so in her eyes though he is still this like he was the perfect man outside of this addiction right
1: outside okay. of the sex addiction or not sex addiction this porn porn addiction. addiction. he was the, the guy for her okay and really he did treat her well yeah it was just that he had these issues as far as porn. so she's very concerned she said almost Immediately, she knew something was wrong. So, some days go by and she hears nothing from him. So, she's like, You know what? I know the HR lady at his job. They were good friends, like they grew up together. She knew this lady. She's like, I'm going to just talk to her, see if she's seen him, knows like there's something going on. Like, did they tell him he's not getting the job? And so now he's depressed or something. Mm -hmm. She talks to her. He has not been to work for a week. And now she's like, she, at that point, beyond the fact when she knew within herself, like, you know, I know something is wrong here. This doesn't seem right. When she heard that, she knew immediately it was something really wrong because out of everything, yeah, he might date other women. Yeah, he might be addicted to porn. One thing he ain't going to do is fuck up that money. Yeah. He going to work. He collecting them checks. he's getting his shit done. So she goes to the police with this information. She's like, "Look, this is my ex man. He asked me to help him pack and move. I know this sounds like it's not a big deal. He hasn't shown up to work in a week. I haven't received a phone call from him. We literally I, talk every day, something is clearly wrong, and something is really wrong. So the police, of course, start with work. They go, well. I think that they went to the apartment to see if they could see anything, nothing seemed off or wrong. So they went to the work. They're talking with them. They hadn't seen him in a week at that point. Um and when they were talking to the HR lady, she told them, but she didn't tell Terry, probably because she wanted to spare Terry's feelings. The rumor going around the place was Kelly and him were having
0: an affair. I mean, outside that she probably felt like she couldn't with her being hr well maybe maybe yeah like i can disclose this information to the police but i can't tell you yeah mm-hmm. because if it come back how you found out about it then i lose my job right for
1: telling you something that i shouldn't have told you in the first yeah. place. now the uh, interesting part was um uh, kelly like i said had this crazy work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. This girl was working all kinds of jobs because, on top of working at this naval place that um, Chris worked at, she was working and still doing the pool stuff on the sides. On the weekends, she would travel back to Indiana and do the pool work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was just out here working, like she, it like. she getting to the bed. Right, <laughs> ain't nothing slowing down. Not dick, not pussy, not nothing.
0: Nah, not murder, nothing. none of these above. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they continue on their imbe- investigation really trying to figure out what has happened well they are looking around they're asking for tips and things like that and they find his car in this parking was like a carpool parking lot mm-hmm. and it was really odd to terry because he loved this car like he loved you know how some men they mm-hmm. i mean people shoot in general i was gonna say yeah i was
0: say i know some women
1: they love that car. And they ain't parking their baby nowhere besides in the garage with like the perfect amount of heat, the perfect amount of moisture control. Yeah. Like, you better oil my wheels. Don't talk to me. Don't touch my car. Don't even look at me don't breathe on my car. I yeah. something else to do with yourself.
0: Absolutely. So, so he, that's how he was with his car.
1: That's how he was with his car. He wasn't leaving it anywhere. And um, she was like, you know, this is really strange. He would never park it in this park and go lot. And when she um had sick because Terry had actually seen the cartoon um, when she got there. She saw on the desk or on the dash a post-it note. And she was like, it looks like it has uh directions on it. Like Terry is out here and playing said, the, the detective. She doing the work. Pink Panther in it. <laughs> she doing the work. She said, I got all the clues. But she sees this post it. She's talking to the tech detect- or to the um police officer. Her name is Laura. And she's giving this information to Laura. And Laura's like, well, it sounds like directions. It doesn't say where it's directions, to. Well, Laura pops that information in. Guess where the directions was to. Uh, mm, Who came by to guess? Kelly Cochran. Kelly Cochran's house. Directions right to Kelly's house. Right into her pool. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So anyways, now the detective has something. And they have more than just the hearsay of people and coworkers. They have direct evidence that is linking that, honey, he'd been around you somewhere. So now police are on Kelly's trails. They go to her home. They talk to her about Chris and they're like, hey, you know what, remember your coworker, that one that you fell on the stick? Mm. Um, we have been having trouble finding him. Have you seen or talked to him or heard from him?
0: Oh no. no. Of what? course not. What?
1: Chris,
0: who? what
1: hmm? I don't know I don't know ma'am like ma'am
0: that. ma'am oh oh you want me to stop lying ma'am oh, well I don't know Mm-mm. Anyway. have you seen this man uh, no no I don't I, I do not recall do I do not recall <laughs> sorry to that
1: man <laughs> so anyway they ask but they get nowhere because she is lying and being evasive and they have nothing really to hold her with besides directions that were on his dash.
0: And we already didn't confirm y'all was having sex, so that could have just been him. Mm-hmm. You know. having Like, the that's not evidence that
1: she committed murder. Right. It's not even evidence that he's dead, really. Yeah.
0: It's just evidence that we that,
1: don't know where they've been.
0: It. That they've been nuking. They've been nuking. They've been, smirking, they been, nuking and they been awesome. bumping boots, knocking boots. Somebody rocking, knocking. Knockin them. So now
1: they are like, "What do we do? We have to investigate and see what is going on with this man. Where is he? Why would he just up and leave? He has strong ties to the community. He has two children. They don't know where their daddy is. Girlfriend don't know where a daddy is. Sister girl online is there. She don't know where yet. So they continue to investigate. And as this investigation continues, it actually goes cold." It goes cold because they have no idea what has happened to him. It almost just seems as though he's disappeared. Okay, he just he vanished in the thin air. He just poof, gone. Whole person gone. Picked up by aliens, maybe.
0: So as time Could and happen. everything
1: goes on, you know they have their daily functions and activities. They have barbecues in their home. Mm. They have all different
0: kinds of things, right? Because mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, that, they're the it couple. The it couple. It girl. It girl. Well, it becomes
1: really strange and strange, right? Kelly and her husband had been in the Upper Peninsula now for a little while. They had become rooted in the community. People knew who they were. Mm-hmm. they were. They had friends with their neighbors and stuff. And then kind of like, all of a sudden, they're like, we have to go now. And it just so happened to correlate with when police had a small little bit of a link that connected them and the disappearance of Mm. Chris. Now all of a sudden, we got to make this hasty dash and move. We got to move. They didn't even pack up their house, y'all. They didn't pack up shit. They put only the things that they could fit in the truck that they took with.
0: might be doing our job
1: no they was doing they was getting they was getting there right so they always too late though it is too late to pol- the the poem. so anyways, kelly and her husband go back to holbert where they knew you know their families and everything lived in this community and when they got back this time it was said that it was more strained and more odd whereas before you know the people who knew them like walt their her Kelly's brother, um, her mom, his family, they all said that it was really evident that Kelly was now like really the person in control. Where before she was dominant, she was like telling this man, you will cook, you will clean, you will da 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 da. Don't do
0: anything outside of the house. She was like, you killed my lover now, I run. So she's really running the household and
1: he is literally at home and not working. Now she says it like she was the provider for the house and he just didn't work, almost in the way of like, you know how when someone says something but they're not saying something? Mm-hmm. And, and she was saying it like, oh, this lazy nigga didn't fucking go to work. Uh-huh. Like he
0: <laughs> I had to step up and do this because that's the way she was acting. She was acting like,
1: I'm the I'm the breadwinner because he won't go do no damn work, even though the business that you're doing the work in is because he started it, but whatever. Um and so this continues. Well, one day, um, just in their home, Jason overdoses. Apparently, nine one one is called. They come, they get him, and now the family is like, "What the hell, you mean he fucking overdosed?" Mm-mm. One thing that I did forget to add when they were being investigated in the upper peninsula um by the police
0: mm-hmm.
1: um they were both separately interviewed by the police okay um and whereas kelly was very unemotional just like answer the questions real matter of factly that the police had for her like i ain't got know, time for this i ain't got time for this shit. it was said that jason was very emotional like he was guilt-ridden even though he never admitted to doing anything.
0: I mean he
1: seemed troubled.
0: I shooting a man in the back of your head could do that to you.
1: But what if he never shot anybody? What if he felt guilty because he was covering up for his damn wife? Maybe he wasn't a killer, and maybe the crazy bitch was. But you still an accessory. Right. mm mm-hmm. So he's feeling guilty. She ain't got no damn money. Was he
0: in an abusive relationship? Guilty I really
1: feel like it because, like, if you remember the account that Walt said, that it was almost like she couldn't have, or he couldn't have any fun if she wasn't present. When she came into the house, he had to run and get off the dang on computer. What a loser person. ass
0: bitch. Like, so I, yeah, he was in an abusive relationship and he probably was scared to say what she had done. And it probably got to the point where. It's emotionally abusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it probably got to the point where he was showing or like feeling like he was about to break and he was going to tell what had happened and that's when he overdosed Mm -hmm. yeah so of course because
1: now this is two people have been in between her legs they have now kicked croaked over Mm -hmm. and when remember when i told you before mm -hmm, his friend walt when he found out about his death he was very shocked that his friend overdosed from heroin. Not that his friend had never done drugs before, but just very shocked that he overdosed. Mm. And the thing is, is that he knew that Kelly and Jason did the drugs together. So he's like, Is Kelly dead too? No, Kelly ain't dead, but he's dead. So he tells his wife, His wife says, mm. That bitch did it. Mm. And then, so he, being the man that he was, listened to his wife. And so that's he- what I'm talking about. Thank you. I'm telling you, I like mm-hmm. Walt. Won't seem like a stand-up kind of guy, okay? Anyway, so he calls the FBI. He like, um, I don't know what's really going on here. You know, my friend told me that they moved back because this is the other part. When they moved back, um, Jason did divulge to them that they had been under investigation for a missing person. Mm. So he found that a little strange. But anyways, he listens to his wife. He calls the FBI. He's like you know what um I have some friends that moved back from the Upper Peninsula and um one of them just overdosed and he's tell he told them who his friends were and the FBI goes because they had already been investigating this with Laura from the Upper Peninsula mm-hmm. in that Iron River community and they go it was Jason Wooden. Cause everybody know. Wow. Kelly. Everybody know Kelly crazy y'all. Kelly is on that she shit. She on
0: that shit again.
1: <laughs> Man. So now this opens up a whole wormhole. Before anything is done to the body, they don't even have to exhume it. They do an autopsy on Jason. Guess what they find about Jason? Y'all yeah. think he actually died from an overdose? He mm-hmm. no. Nah. Yeah. He actually died from asphyxiation. He did have a very high amount of heroin in his body, but he was asphyxiated
0: mm. Can we guess who did it? I am going to guess Miss Kelly. Yes, Kelly, yes. you are the winner. Come on down. What do you win life
1: and prison. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> literally, literally.
0: So once they figure out
1: that he actually did not um, overdose they have a case now because he died from asphyxiation. they have a case so they arrest her so not for the missing person because he's still missing chris mm-hmm. was still in the upper peninsula considered missing
0: mm-hmm. and they arrest her for the death of her husband so i have here that so basically like you said the emts had declared it was an overdose all that good stuff they said that kelly was act um was acting uh she had like exhibited like disruptive behavior as they were trying to resuscitate him. Mm-hmm. um, And so, you know, once it came out that they suffocated him, she actually did hold a memorial service for him. Oh, and <laughs> she, she did all of the online posting of, this is an incredibly difficult situation to cope with. Did she do a GoFundMe? Um, <laughs> I don't know. She began selling all her belongings. Oh, I bet she did. And without notifying her relatives, she fled from Indiana. And that was on April 26th. And so it was after that they ruled Jason's cause of death as asphyxiation that she became a fugitive. Mm -hmm. And that's when they pressed all the charges against her, you Mm -hmm. know, um, including murder, uh, home invasion, concealing the death of an individual, lying to a police officer, um, all of that. it's funny though because, like, despite being a fugitive, she stayed in contact with the investigators through text messages. Because oh
1: hell, this girl—I'm telling y'all—she was a whole different level. But
0: I already know what y'all gonna say after I say this next part. Okay, go ahead. She, in her messages, she was like falsely claiming to be hiding on the west coast, you know, hoping to mislead the police. But of course, they they easily traced her phone's track. It's a cell phone, <laughs> it's you moron! Pin to the fucking nearest tower, jackass! <laughs> oh my god!
1: Oh, I'm on the I'm in Indonesia.
0: <laughs> they found Pain. they they traced <laughs> <India. laughs> <laughs> next tower over. <laughs> <laughs> they traced her location to Wingo, Kentucky and it was on april 29th girl. that she was um arrested Mm-mm-mm. girl
1: baby bye Somebody, <laughs> i'm glad they came and got her
0: so yeah after um she was arrested can y'all believe what she did guess what she did what she do Um, uh, let me see she probably was
1: like you know what i'm gonna come clean y'all i'm not a bad person i am a battered woman this is the me too
0: movement include me Mm. me me too Mm. me too too. you are spot on um she disclosed the whereabouts of reagan's remains Mm -hmm. so that's christopher she told them where his remains were and she provided information about the murder weapon to the authorities Mm. um so yeah that, that 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 that's that's what she did. She and she of course
1: had to add, Jason made me do all of it. I didn't want to do none of it. He actually murdered him. It wasn't me, officer.
0: Believe me, I'm a good person. So yeah, she blamed everything on Jason, stated that he made her do it. Um, you know, played the battered wife, all that good stuff. Um And she actually, during court, stated that um, she had contemplated killing Jason instead of Regan because he had had taken the only good thing from her. Which makes no sense, people. At all, because if you were contemplating this while Regan was still alive, Mm -hmm. then that means he hadn't taken anything from you yet. And, you're and then you also, also saying that I contemplated killing Jason instead of mm-hmm. Chrissy, which is implying that you did kill Christopher. Correct. And it's just like girl. <gasps> I don't know if it's
1: the drugs or if she's just really a bad liar. I don't know. Or a combination of both. Of both.
0: Um, yeah. so basically it came out later that um when they were doing the uh, ID documentary and everything on it, um, that some neighbors said they believed they were actually served human remains, uh, possibly Regan's, at a barbecue. Um, they One person was interviewed and said that they described eating a strange-tasting burger without realizing at the time it could have been human.
1: Now, this actually is substantiated by actual testimony of Kelly. In the way of, she tries to again pin this on Mm -hmm. the now deceased husband that she killed. When the investigator or when the prosecutor asked her about a conversation she had with her brother, she says the prosecutor asked her if she remembered speaking with her brother and saying that she fed Chris's remains to the pigs that they had. And she says she didn't do it. Jason did it Mm -hmm. and then when asked was this true or was she like was she lying then or is she lying now (laughs) because she said that no one fed any of Chris's remains to anything and so no one no body no pigs no nothing She is like well I was lying then so it's really hard to know what is the truth but it kind of makes me feel like if the neighbors ate some strange meat, and they they remember it, they all have this memory of eating something that was odd.
0: And she she did admit to shooting him and dismembering him. She dismembered him. She ate did admit him.
1: to that. When they looked for his remains, all they found was his skull. They never did find the rest of his body. What happens? The bodies don't disappear into thin air. Now they do degrade over time. But we're only talking a two-year period. It's not going to decay that quickly where there's nothing left besides the skull. Mm -hmm. Because bones usually do last. So what happened to his body? It is quite possible that this crazy psycho fed him
0: to the neighbors. Yeah. Um, Just some more information about her. So she was sentenced, if you guys can't figure that out yet, um, to life in prison. but. While she was in jail, she spent her time turning glasses into shanks. Mm, fantastic. That's a great
1: <laughs> prison activity,
0: y'all. And was threatening to commit side as well as bodily harm to anyone who came near her. Okay. Um. Just
1: an all-around stand-up woman. Great. So what is she doing now? Like, She was making shivs for a while. Is she still alive in prison or is she
0: just? I mean, she's not dead yet right no she's still alive yeah um and so terry o'donnell spoke um about it and she says that she was terrified of Cochrane. she said the first time i saw her was in the courthouse i just remember her staring at me and grinning mm-hmm. i took a deep breath and thought she was the scariest person i've ever seen i was afraid i couldn't look at her for the rest of the time i was there testifying it was like she was laughing and saying look at what i did you can't stop me she just sat there and grinned. It was like the devil looking at you. And after I testified, I lost it. I totally lost it. I just remember driving, speeding, not knowing if I had crossed the border. I didn't know if I was in Wisconsin or Michigan. I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to run as far away from Kelly as possible. And so um, she actually told Michigan authorities on the site where parts of the rifle used to shoot Regan were found. Um, as well as the bullet. That's where they found the skull with a bullet hole, a pair of eyeglasses that they believed belonged to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was so much like out there that they were saying that they didn't think that these were Kelly's first murders.
1: Well, no, because she had other lovers, which I said I was going to get to and I forgot to talk mm-hmm. about. But she had a boyfriend named Ken, and she also had a lover. I forget what her name was, but it was a woman. And basically, at the height of her infidelity, and this is while she was in Michigan, she would go to work her 12 hours, then she would go her 10 to 12 hours, then she would go to Chris's home, bang him, have dinner. She would actually cook him food, bang him, <laughs> leave him, <laughs> go to Ken, bang him, leave him, meet up with Coochie Girl, and then. Go home. (laughs) We're gonna name this episode "Coochie Girl." Listen, but go from there and go to her husband, who she says sometimes when she would be getting there, he would be leaving out to start his day on different activities. If it Mm -hmm. was to go fishing or whatever it was that he was doing, but that's how active she was. That thing was hot. It was like. Oh, how Karen do y'all watch Potomac? How Karen said that Giselle had that hot mm-hmm. box. this <laughs> this one had a
0: hot butt. It was hot, She's so So, so, <laughs> so part of their um, uh, you know, like their reasoning behind it was that um, they 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 made a very clear point, and they were thinking they were saying like, there's no way that Chris was the first person that she murdered. Because there's no way that this is the first person you choose to kill and you're able to clean up the blood, get rid of the body so the FBI agents can't pull DNA off the walls mm-hmm. um, to do what they had did to him. like it, There's no way it could have been that her person. first. Yeah. Like shooting somebody, that, that's one
1: thing. But What she said though when she was in trial was because she had been cleaning pools and maintenancing them for so long, she knew the chemicals that would eat up uh, uh, mm-hmm. human DNA and stuff like that which is, quite, which is quite possible mm-hmm. but how do you know how to do it so thoroughly because usually people will clean very well but they'll forget to pull the trap and then there'll be blood residue or they'll forget you know how like your shower it has that thing that covers it and then down in it like around the mm-hmm. crease where so it has something or they'll miss sweeping up something so those are very very valid points my other theory, this this is just me, Lou listening to this crazy bitch and coming up with some shit because that's the Virgo in me. When she said all of this, I thought it was very unbelievable. First, let me talk start from the beginning. I just don't think that it's believable that her and her husband got together and decided to make a murder pack on their wedding night. Y'all I know y'all getting married, knocking the boots. It was probably and, high. And, they could have been high. And pillow talk was if you ever fuck somebody else i'm killing them and if i ever fuck somebody else you killing them
0: it's and not just... that weird of a conversation unless y'all taking it serious mm-hmm. because i've heard people joke and be like hey if you ever cheat on me both of y'all gotta go okay that's more than nice. everybody yeah but you're
1: she's saying it like it was a pat like this is yeah death. no that's what i'm
0: saying what she's saying is just crazy. crazy
1: so that's the first thing i have problems with second thing i have problems with you making all these accusations ma'am ill has anyone heard of don't speak ill of death the man is not here to defend himself where is there anything anywhere that anybody has written statement video chat anything where jason admitted to doing anything no, no. what it seems like is y'all got terrified he was terrified and spooked and y'all moved like ships and thieves in the night okay and then the next thing you know he overdosed and so he damn dead yep so did he really shoot him did he really shoot him in your basement ma'am don't know we don't know we know it ain't no evidence in that fucking basement and hey, we know so you he, a liar we know you a liar did he really even die in that damn basement his car's all the way the fuck over here how the fuck did he get there how, yeah. ma'am I just don't believe. I do not believe it. I don't
0: believe it. So her family told investigators that they believe that she might have killed as many as nine people and buried their bodies throughout the Midwest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she can't she can't be prosecuted in Indiana for any additional murders because that was part of her plea deal in Jason's death. Um we make complete deals with this <laughs> fucking crazy bitch. If she provides locations of other victims, she can do so and not face additional charges and the charges in the huge huger state. Um she claimed to having other friends buried in Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, and Minnesota. Who buried that
1: fucking
0: Um, however, the identities and specific locations of the bodies remain a mystery to this day. Um, so, until she was sentenced to life in prison without parole in May of 2017 for Regan's murder. Mm-hmm. And then she got an additional 65 years in prison for the murder of Jason in Indiana.
1: That seems fair. I mean, too bad we can't give her the freaking electric chair. Mm. Can we fry her up? Actually, because I know Let's... we do lethal injection now because that's supposed to be more uh, humane. I really like the idea of, can we go back to the gallows? Can we just hang her ass?
0: Or... Let's chop her up barbecue her, and mm-hmm. feed it to the dogs.
1: I mean, she thinks it's cool to feed people to pigs, so.
0: So this concludes today's episode. So if you have any cases you want to hear about, if you have any constructive criticism, some feedback, a shout-out, a case you might want to hear, let us know. Email us at MerkinThemidwest at gmail.com. And also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. Bye. Bye.